welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. This is Lost Arts Radio. This is Conversations with Gabriel Cousins. Conversations with Gabriel, one of the few uh, doctors out of the whole population of medical people that understands that consciousness has power, that it can actually affect physical changes for the better in the world. And we're going to be talking a little bit about details of that. And I want to remind you before we go to Dr. Cousins that will be changing next week on this live version of the show. You can still see it on the archives anytime. But the live one is, is changing to one hour earlier. So, um, on Monday. And, and on Monday. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Uh, so we're, we've been doing it Tuesday. We're going to do it on Monday, one hour earlier in your time zone than whatever it's been so far, which means where Dr. Cousins is in Israel, it will be 9 p.m. And on the east coast of the U.S., it will be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And on Pacific Coast, 11 a.m. So try to remember that, make a note, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the new time starting August 1st, the first Monday show. Now let's go right to Dr. Cousins and see what he's got to talk to us about. Well, I welcome you all with love, and I always like to do a prayer, which is really needed in today's world. It's emerging of the heart and mind. You know, we face people being very emotional and, and feeling, because I feel that way, it's true. Well, that's not exactly the way it works. Or theory, or using being in their mind, I theorize it, and it's true. And it's when we merge the heart and mind, we call it wisdom of the heart, is when actually we act as an integrated uh, a person. So that's uh, good. And so we're also going to do a, a little dance to get the spiritual joy going in these uh, interesting, uh, you know, unusual times. And then a little meditation. And at the end of that meditation, we're going to do a world healing meditation because the world needs us to be a light to the world. And it's a meditation that I do recommend people try to do every day, um, building the world thought form of, of healing. So the mantra I use, and you have your own mantra, that's fine too, is Yoda on the in-breath, hand on the out-breath. Wa on the in-breath, hand on the out-breath. Yod from the base up to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base up to the third eye, and then hey out to the heart. And you just repeat it until your mind's quiet. That's it. Now, as we get into the meditation, there's another piece to it, which is the Eastern tradition called Chaktipat. Western, we call it Hania, but it's the transmission of energy. So, as I go to the meditation, just focus on energy comes through my eyes because it can help really awaken your spiritual energy or amplify it. So, that being said, we're just going to go into a little bit of dance. And I'm inviting everybody to dance with me. And get that spiritual joy going. Go ahead with the music.
Okay. So now we just go into meditation. Like it is in California and Arizona, it's a little hot here. So I'm just going to keep my shirt off for a moment. Okay, focus on my eyes as we go into meditation. Here we go.
Now, we're going to move into the visualization and visualize this energy moving up from the base, going through multi-levels of dimensions to reach the center point of God, center point of source, however you want to say it. And then it releases this tremendous downward flowing energy. It goes around the planet Earth, up to all the energy centers of the Earth, right up to our feet. And it continues to go up to it reaches the Lydic gland, which is located about two finger breaths beneath the belly button and about three finger breaths deep. And it is the source of the sacred feminine. And as it activates that, there's this big explosion of white pearlescent light, and it continues to go upward all through the multiple dimensions to reach again the center point of God, the source, and this time, it creates a downward flowing energy directly from the top of our head, activating our pineal gland, which is the source of the sacred masculine. And it continues to go down, and it's vibrating clockwise. And coming up from the lytic gland, it's, it's rotating counterclockwise. And they come together what we call the heart thymus area, which is um, kind of right in the very center of your chest. Uh, okay, and now they meet and form a very powerful explosion, a force of love, but this explosion expands out and brings us to a certain awareness. And that awareness is that we feel a reestablishment and a deepening of our alignment, connection, and experience of the divine. And so just feel that for a moment. And that empowers us to reestablish our awareness of our spiritual sovereignty, our spiritual sovereignty. And in the power of that spiritual sovereignty, we no longer give our consent consciously or unconsciously to the dark forces that are trying to control our lives, manipulate our souls, disconnect us from our souls, we do not give consent. And knowing that, we also say, and we are empowered to burn up all the dark forces that are there from the bioweapon injection that we've been talking about, and from chemtrails that are set off by 5G, all those 
toxic energies are now dissipated by the spiritual sovereignty we have in the declaration that we no longer give consent to be affected by them. And this begins to then go out throughout our whole body and then the whole planet Earth right to the very center of the planet Earth, dispelling all the dark forces and then expanding out to the planet and beyond the planet into the solar system, expanding all the dark forces in, also closing any interdimensional portals through which dark forces, demons, do come. Um, and then it expands beyond that to the galaxy and then to the multi-universes. So we feel this tremendous clearing. Now, as that's also happening within our own hearts, we can feel this pulsing, radiant, white blood energy beginning to expand out right from our own hearts, expanding out to actually include the whole planet uh, in a sphere, and that sphere of white pearlescent light is surrounding the planet, and then coming down, affecting all human life on the planet, all primate life, upgrading it, bringing it into light. So all primate life, all mammalian life, all uh, insect life, all amphibian life, all fish life, all reptilian life. And all the trees and all the plants and flowers and herbs and the whole living planet has, is engulfed in this white light energy that is actually transforming our basic frequency into a higher frequency which literally shields us from any darkness but dispels the darkness. And just feel that for a moment. Now, when you're ready, you're welcome to open your eyes and share if you want. <coughs> As we move into our discussion that Richard and I will be having. What we're wanting to talk about today is in a sense how to expand our sovereignty to begin to bring the planet back into balance. The dark forces, the globalists, those beyond the globalists, are making a, a, a extraordinary attempt to literally take over the planet, take over the mind of humanity. And in a sense, uh, disconnect us from their souls so they can enslave us. The person that's disconnected to their soul can't be enslaved. It doesn't work that way. 
So that's where we're starting. That's what the battle is about. And when we go deeper, we can talk about the bioweapon injection. Okay. We can say, yeah, it's pretty clear in many countries around the world that the ones that receive the bioweapon injection have higher rates of death, significantly higher. Um, I think we're looking at 90% of the people in Canada, 80 or 90% who were injected, you know, are the ones dying from the COVID, the bioweapon injection. But it's all around the world. And we can say, okay, birth rates are decreasing in, in, in Taiwan. In the month of June, they decreased 28%. The month before, it was 20%. And uh, a variety of other countries noticing it. So we get it. It's more people are dying and birth rates are going down. And this is a combined effort to really depopulate and ultimately, more than that, dumb people down so that they can be dominated. Our role when we talk about spiritual sovereignty is to turn it back the other way. And, and that's the crux of the issue. So um, I invite Richard to come in and also make any comments about that. Um, because when we see the bigger picture, it makes it a lot easier to get clear what to do. Now one is, as I said, do not give consent consciously or unconsciously. Go ahead, Richard. It's a big topic, really important. And um, what I've been looking at is the clues. I mean, I spent a long time, decades really, looking into the negative agenda and all the parts of it, you know, parts like geoengineering and poison food and poison water and poison air and uh, fake education to make people unconscious unable to think. Education is really teaching people to be obedient no matter what. In other words, in the terminology that you were using, modern education is to teach people to give consent to their own destruction. And we've had a lot of training in that. Um, so those are all the part. you know, there are many parts of the agenda, including those things. Media is weaponized against humanity and all these toxic chemicals that are unnecessarily used in everyday manufacturing of everything. Um, That's not a mistake. It's not a scientific oversight. It's not because they couldn't quite figure out how to make it all non-toxic and recyclable. It's because they wanted to do the opposite. It's all working toward, in in my observation, uh, control followed by extermination with as much suffering as possible. It's not about money. The money is what motivates some of the mid-level servants. But at the top, it's different. So when you're looking at turning it around, when you don't really want to see all that suffering materialize any worse than it already has, look at, all right, what, what needs to be done that has never been done up to now in our known history? Because look where we are. If a real solution had ever been done, we wouldn't be experiencing this stuff. And so what looks like it has the power to make a first-time change? And 
for me, it keeps coming back to consciousness. But it has to not be an idea or a belief or a theory or something you hope is true. It has to be an experience. And I look at clues that we've got that have shown what consciousness can do on the physical level. And you look at things like the drugless doctors in China that cured bladder cancer, advanced bladder cancer in three minutes without touching the patient. When you look at Dr. Bankston and his mouse experiments curing the cancer-ridden mice uh, without touching them while they were in the cage. Uh, you look at the water experiment of Dr. Emoto. All these things are clues, and they haven't been scaled up. And so I, I come back to the question, well, why not? Because it's obviously needed. So how can we take the common element of all those clues and use it now? Because it's all based on the idea that what you pre- these people that did the clues successfully, they all projected the emotional reality of something that happened as if it had happened when they were in it before it physically manifested. So, for example, Dr. Bankston, curing the mice, projected the feeling of how would I feel celebrating that all the mice had gotten better and none of them had cancer anymore. And the minute he got into that experiential state where he felt like that had happened, all the mice got cured on the physical plane. And yet nobody took that and ran with it to what it could be turned into. And I feel like that's our challenge right now. And it's a timed challenge because even though we are much more than one lifetime, we don't want to see what the globalists would turn this one lifetime into. So in order to avoid that, reverse it, every minute we've got is valuable. And it would be a good idea for us to use it well. Sorry for the long comment, but that's what what you talked about brings to mind for me. So we have a job to do. So what you're saying, and what we've known, maybe for thousands of years, is that the power of the human mind and, say, heart can change the three-dimensional reality. Exactly. That's so important. And it's not a belief system. It's not... Uh, like a kumbaya thing to make yourself feel like it's not as bad as it is. It's not a New Age imagination thing. It's real. But it hasn't been used beyond tiny, tiny bits. And it's time to do it the rest of the way now. So, what you're perhaps saying, without putting words in your mouth, is that we have the power to upgrade consciousness on the planet. That's the whole issue. So, and and I want to say one thing about that statement too. People, you know, semantics make makes this really tricky, and people like to take words and fight about them. And it, it's not magic words; it's the concept behind it, and then putting it into action. So, when you say it's a consciousness test, it's not just you have to feel better about horrible things that are happening. It's that there's this idea beyond quantum physics that external, so-called external reality is being projected from internal levels. 
And once that's grasped and used, the victim scenario goes away. So there's a lot of evidence for what you say. Since the 1970s, there's been over 300 different uh, experiments with meditation. And what they basically found, like in Rhode Island, the meditators came in, were meditating like twice a day, the crime rate dropped 43%. That's violent crime rate. 43% in, in about two months. That's consciousness affecting the outer reality. Now, people said, oh, that's a flu. We came back the next year, the crime rate dropped 49%. So we know, and this is these experiments have been repeated over and over again, we know when 1% of the population is meditating in uh, cities with a population of 25,000, the crime rate will drop 16%. So it goes on, I'm not going to give you 300 studies, right? But the point is, we create a thought form, we create a meditation energy, a frequency of peace, and it actually manifests peace. That is what people need to hear, is we have the power to turn this around. We have the power to turn this around. We may not have the guns. We don't need the guns. We need the power turn it around, you know, and, and shift conscious. It, 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 it does exist. That's why I recommend you meditate every day and kind of end the meditation with some sort of peace visualization. So we're changing the consciousness on the planet. That's the power we have. And that's the power they don't want us to believe or understand. Right. And also in your ex example there, remember that you're showing an, a demonstration of changing the mentality of people who are focused on evil, which is really what needs to be done. Because we're not just talking about changing the general public. We're talking about changing the mentality of the servants of the system, whether they know what they're doing or not. And ultimately, if we open this up all the way, changing the mentality of the people who are into the destructive agenda for its own sake. Because yes. light, light is stronger than dark. And the plans to solve everything by force continues this endless feud from age to age, whereas doing it by consciousness ends the cycle. Yeah. The, only, the only thing I want to say about that is it's suddenly there, you know, we do our Peace 21 meditations on each equinox and solstice. We've seen like, uh, that we can decrease the sunspots. Bill Clay did it in the research. And every time we did this meditation, this was in 1985, there was a decrease in sunspots. We affect the whole solar system. We can't. But what I'm, I'm trying to say is that is people need to believe these simple acts like meditating and meditating in peace really have power. It's not what they want us to believe. They want us to believe we're sheeple and helpless. Exactly. 
And remember that the point of any meditation exercise that you do occasionally is to replace your default consciousness during the day with that consciousness. There's no rule that says you only have to have focused attention 10 minutes a day. So it's you're, an upgrade. I'm sorry, go ahead. You're allowed to do it all the time. It just takes some practice. And it's uh, upgraded your consciousness, but we do affect each other. It's real. We're not islands. And when enough people are meditating, it creates a literal frequency that's not only worldwide, but actually affects the whole solar system. That's a profound thing for people to get. It's really important. Yeah, I I think... um when you go into the quantum physics aspect, the elements of time and space are part of the projection from consciousness. And once you step outside that, those are not limits anymore. There's, there are things that are possible that we've been trained to absolutely deny that it can't happen. And we're manifesting that it's impossible by believing that. So... It requires a change in belief, but not the intellectual level. There are beliefs that we have that are way deeper, that control our reality. And most people aren't aware of what we believe on that level. So it's time to become aware of it. Yeah. Understand this is even be it is belief, but the data is very hardcore data. These are the real results when we do this. Right. And, and so we create this thoughtful for peace. It's very concrete. It's not theoretical. It's improving again and again and again. So it's like what we're doing is asking people to do it. Yeah, this is like a spiritual IQ test. You know, here are the examples. You know how um, on a regular IQ test, a lot of times they'll give you pictures, and, and here's three or four pictures, and what's, what are you supposed to do with them? What's the pattern? And you're saying, in this spiritual test, here are the examples. People meditate, and these people who are totally not thinking about meditating, they're meditating on who they can kidnap or kill or rape or carjack or whatever. Those people are directly affected, not by taking away their free will, but by giving them a boost to get back in touch with who they are so they don't want to murder anybody. And it really does, really can happen. So this is an important point which you just made, which is we aren't trying to control anyone. We are just creating a a frequency that composite, positive effect for people. But it's not like we're casting a spell that we are controlling you. That would be called black magic. We're just talking about we're creating a positive frequency and those who are open to it will be affected by it in a positive way. Exactly. And those people who are doing the murders and the robberies and all that, if they were intrinsically evil, this would not work because they would be unaffected. It only works because underneath their mental programming that I'm supposed to be a murderer and that's how I get ahead is a real spirit. And when you do the meditation, it's where you reach that real person. And that's the only reason they can change. Otherwise, if being a murderer was who they really were, this would not work. And that should be another clue that we pick up. 
Yeah. And the good news is the only need is Margaret Mead said a small group of committed people. And if we got 12,000 people to meditate each day together, it would be enough to change the conscious, upgrade the conscious. That's not a lot of people. Yeah. And every one of those 12,000 has unlimited potential power. Yes. So the, the number's not set. It depends entirely on the quality of what each person's putting in. And I think that changes the minimum number. And when I say minimum, that's just an estimate. Yeah. And the, the more the better, of course. It's a, it's a square root of 1%. It's like the yeah. Um, kind of physicist, kind of physicist consciousness people have square root of 1%, which is about 12,000. You know, and people can do experiments in their own daily life and interactions with family and friends and people at work and people in the grocery store. If you project this meditative feeling that love and connection and interaction between uh, fellow beings, you know, all members of one family underneath all the programming, the behavior of the other people changes, even if you don't say a word. And you can verify this for yourself. So you have to become aware, what are you walking around thinking? And every one of those thoughts has an associated emotion. And that's what you're manifesting now. It's not just haphazard. And that can be changed whenever you feel like it. It's kind of a fun thing to work on. It's a fun thing to entertain. It's like so relevant and to have fun while it's happening. Uh, you know, in World War II, they had that minute of peace at 9 p.m. aligned with Big Ben. And I don't know if it's a myth, but it said the Germans said the British had this secret weapon uh, which is a minute of silence. They didn't use the word meditation. That actually they felt helped them win the war. Helped the British win the war. Fascinating. So what do you want us to do? Well, the good news is what I just shared of how to meditate, you know, meditate for a little bit to get your mind quiet, and then use this visualization that really is about creating this experience of peace and oneness. At the same time, you're clearing negative energies from yourself. So it's, it's kind of a double-edged approach. You know? I think you're talking about a really important point again, which is the levels of what people think of as imagination. You know, if you just have thoughts that you're imagining in your mind, I don't think there's much power behind them. But if you put yourself into a feeling that these things are real, that's a whole different thing. And it's critical. Right? We're creating our world by imagination that people think is nothing. It's not nothing. It's what, it's what you're experiencing. So... The power to change that you're not supposed to find out about, but anytime you want, it's right there. Yeah. Um, 
Again, if you can change the sun spots on the planet, on the sun, you know, on the sun you spend meditating, you know, on each of the axisosis, it tells you something about the amount of uh, spiritual power we have to affect things. It's really important to get. Uh, and one of the things, well, some of the research does show, for example, that by changing your mind, you really alter or repair your DNA just by your thought process. And that's been proven. So we can literally alter our upgrade our DNA to optimal, which is really exciting. But we alter, you know, we're, we're altering the consciousness DNA on the planet. And that is a gift to humanity. That is really exciting. So uh, just um, feeling that we're going to move in that direction because they're, they're creating a situation for that. It also gives you a different way to understand the different programs of the globalists because they're doing a lot of things to prevent us from getting into this consciousness. Not that they have to work, but it's good to be aware of them. So one thing I would ask on behalf of the audience is what do you see the globalist side, the dark side, the satanic side, what are they doing to keep us unaware of the consciousness that we, our real potential that we have? Well, using a basketball metaphor, they're doing the full court press. They're using every everything they can do, from chemtrails to the media plays a big role. I mean, there it's good we have some alternative media. It's scary how people have given up their spiritual integrity in the mass media, uh, and they're they're definitely having an adverse effect on the expansion of consciousness. We're really contracting consciousness. It's very serious. I mean, it really is, at a certain level, crimes against humanity. So, media has to wake up in the big way. Right. And at the top level, these people believe in everything you're saying. And they know that the dark side is not as strong, so they have to keep us unconscious. And I know that, you know, I agree that they're doing everything possible, and they're not all physical efforts that they're doing either. We have evidence that they're hiring um, psychic people that, with the ability to project fear and division and hatred and other things like that, which have signature frequencies to every feeling. And they project that into the atmosphere so people pick it up and think it's just how they spontaneously feel. You know, they want to fight about everything. That's not our normal state. And yet most of us are walking around looking for conflict. And that keeps us unaware and weak. So we don't that's, have to we don't have to do that. That's interesting. I haven't heard about it at the level of detail you just described. Mm-hmm. You know, about the psychics misusing their powers. Can you go any further with that? 
What? I, I didn't hear that last part. Say it again, please. Start to go further with this, the hiring psychics to misuse their powers. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect that to be in the journals or anything. I've talked to journal owners and scientific people. Be aware, journals are highly corrupted at this point, and only certain things get in there. But we've talked to people that have had direct experience of um, those who have been hired to you know, come to a center like under the mountain in the center of Cal- of uh, the United States and project negative emotion. And, and the whole psychic realm, I mean, my experience of it is we're talking about normal abilities of humans and just the beginning of normal abilities that most of us have totally forgotten and been trained that they're all impossible. And most of the professional uh, psychics that I've encountered have been sincere, but they don't really have the ability to do anything that you can really check on. But there's a few, a small percentage that do, and I've met quite a number of them. Um, And Doug, our engineer, has experienced one of the functions that they're hired for, which is to penetrate our thoughts and put suggestions in that engender fear and can actually cause bad events. At some point, we can even talk to Doug about that. But they caused a car crash and almost killed him. And this is going on all the time because what they can't afford is for us to be still, drop the fear, stop condemning each other, stop thinking how dumb everybody is that doesn't agree with you, drop the arrogance, you know, the ego junk, it's useless, fear is useless. All these things are diversion from who you are. And... If we we have the ability, even with these programs that they're doing, through what Dr. Cousins has said and what we're doing in Planetary Healing Club and other things, to come back to the center and the, the smoke screen that we have to drop is being created out of habit by our own minds, which have thoughts and emotions. And the emotions are, the government doesn't even have to hire the people to make, make us uh, sabotage ourselves. If we walk around thinking how helpless we are and how we're afraid of everybody else and going along with the mental suggestion to fight about all these ideas and really stupid stuff like hate each other because of what our bodies look like and the skin color and the religion and the nationality, I mean, that shows that we're really out of touch. If you wake up at all, you would never even have any interest in that stuff. So we can get it all back just by... Become aware of what your mantra is now. Everybody has a mantra or more than one that they don't even know they have. They're totally devoted to it. They're walking around thinking, you know, all these things are bad and worse things are going to happen. I'm, in, I'm incapable of doing what I need to do. I have all these problems. And you meditate on the problems and they get bigger. And this is kind of humorous to the globalists. And we don't have to go along with it. So if you want to start directing your attention, my experience, and and I want Dr. Cousins' feedback on this, is that it's really helpful to get quiet enough to honestly tell yourself and acknowledge what mantras am I repeating day and night now? And once you see the thoughts, because you are, I guarantee you're a devoted mantra user, probably with multiple ones. And it's not the mantra that matters. There's no magic words 
positive or negative. They they don't do anything in my experience, but they carry emotion. And when you get in touch with the emotion that's with the mantra, now you know what you're projecting. And then you can change it to whatever you want. But if you go around unconscious of how you feel on a deep level, then you're limited in what you can do. So be interested in what you think about that. Well, I think it's true. Uh, I tend to, just because of my yogi background, I think of mantra as a holy word. And about mantras like, oh no, this terrible thing's going to happen. Or something. No, no, I understand. I understand. So, so, but I call that a thought form. Just, just so I keep the mantra holy, okay? Uh, okay, well then let's talk about a different word for it. Something that you repeat day and night that's negative. A repeated negative thought form. Okay, that's it. I don't care what you call it. Yeah, so repeated negative thought form. I have a whole course called the Zero Point that helps you identify and make conscious those repeated negative thought forms so we can dissolve them. So first step is identify that you're doing it. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, well, you have to identify. That's what you just said. And then, and then the question is, how do you do it? You can suppress it. You can try to stop it. Or you know, there's a tech. There's kind of techniques where you can actually dissolve it, and it no longer bothers you. Yeah. Where did the thought come from? You know, was it the way I was treated? In, in, you know, when I was three, or is it a mantra my mother had when I was in the womb? You know, a mantra, thoughtful. Right. And then you took it on as if it's you. You know, and so we have to identify what its source is, and then you can uh, dissolve it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And we don't have to call it mantra, but the thing is that if you don't find these thought forms and then the associated emotion that may be really subtle that is where the power is. You can be using some wonderful mantra, repeating it with your mouth and even your intellect, and underneath you've got this powerful negative thought form that counteracts it, and you need to just dissolve that like Dr. Yeah, I think, I think Richard, you're talking about really important things, and I want to just emphasize that the way we, I define a thought form is it has a physical location in your body at some level. It has an emotion, has a thought, and it also has, in a sense, a root cause, where you took the thought form on. So you, the, the way you get rid of the thought form is you have to hit the root cause as part of it. You can't cut the grass. You've got to pull the grass out by its root. You can't cut the weeds. You have to pull the weeds out by its root. So that's, there's a whole process, I think. It's a three-day course. Um, actually, next one is in, in, well, the end of August in this year, 2022. But the point I'm making is there is a process. We're not trapped in the negative thought forms. We can clear them. Right. And so, again, just like we, and I, I'm going to say something else, people think, when they talk about it, oh, well, you got the bioweapon injection and there's nothing you can do. Well, the truth is, you take aluminum, you take immune-stimulating herbs like negative fence, and you take rad nuke, which is 
There's a lot of radiation in the bioweapon injection, and it neutralizes within two months. So you can neutralize the bioweapon injection. So you're not doomed because you wake up and say, oh my God, what's going on? You can turn that around. In the same way that's a negative thought form, uh, a more physical point, the same way we can take emotional, mental, and spiritual negative thought form and clear them. So it's all very exciting. It's all really positive. But we've got to start by thinking, by realizing, oh, wow, there are thought forms and go, wow, I keep repeating this negative thought form. Oh, I just became conscious. Oh, okay, now what do I do? So this is the empowerment we're really talking about here. The negative thought form that the society, you know, the global globalistas, you know, are, are pushing is you're helpless. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just one big lie. It's brainwashing so they can enslave you. Everybody, right. everybody wants to learn how to manifest what they want. And they think, I need to learn how to manifest. I don't know how to do it. And that's a mistake. And, and the reality of it is that you're manifesting now. And you're using it brilliantly all day. You're just manifesting stuff you don't want because of what you're focused on. But you already know how to do it. It's just a little change of focus. Yeah, and then you have to kind of more consciously make your move and manifest what's healthy for the planet, for yourself, and for all humanity. So it's good. I think that's a great note to end on. I do too, except for the fact that we could go over your website, what's on it, um, these uh, events that are coming up, how people get in touch with you, and then we'll leave it for next week. Sure. And so it's, there's two, two places, drcousins.com, or the main website is treeoflife.mn.co. Uh, mn.co, yes, thank you. And that's where you can get in touch with all the programs, including next week we're doing 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on Monday instead of Tuesday. Right, exactly. Thank you for remembering. So, <laughs> all we have to do is now the little detail of put everything you said into action. And this is a good week to do it. Absolutely. I hope. It's part of the dialogue with you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great, great ideas. And we need, now our job is not to just leave these as ideas. Take it to heart and use it for your own benefit, which includes everybody else. So, thank you, Dr. Cousins. I hope you have a good rest tonight. Where you are, it's right. Time to go to bed, probably. Yes, yes. It's time to go to bed. Okay, so we go to bed on a good note. We have the power to wake up and literally upgrade the level of consciousness for humanity. And now it's time to do it. Yeah, and you don't have to wait till you have 100 people with you. You can do it starting right now. Right. Have a good rest tonight, Dr. Cousins. I will, and you, you have a good day. Okay, we'll see you soon. Take care. 
Okay, so as usual, Dr. Cousins gave us massively powerful suggestions, and it's up to you if they just stay as suggestions and kind of interesting stuff, or take the next step. And and it you know we've been trained to be unconscious for so long; it's hard to even grasp what the next step is. It it we're just caught usually on the level of ideas. And we've got the benefit of these little clues, like the meditation experiments that Dr. Cousins was talking about, where the violent crime rate in a city where meditation was focused on harmony and peace and, and uh, everything being healed, the violent crime rate, w- rate went way down. So what, what do you think that means? You know, start actively looking at this stuff is my suggestion. Don't just listen passively and say, well, that's interesting, what's on next, you know, or time to go to the store or whatever. Yeah, go to the store, but while you're going to the store or doing your job or digging a ditch or cleaning your room or taking care of the kids or whatever, it's what you do with that automatic part of your mind and your emotions that has the power and determines the fate of the world. Because we have this thing called free will, but... You know, that is a great gift from God, but it's not really free if you don't drop the programming. You know, because if you're going to live in the programming all the time, what everything you do can be predicted. You're just going to follow the program, and that's where we're, we've been trained to stay. And what Dr. Cousins is suggesting, suggesting, and we've talked about for a long time, is you can't, drop the programs if you don't know that you are obeying them to begin with. So, most of our attention, for most people, is on criticizing everybody else all the time. You know, who's good and who's bad, and analyzing stuff, which is great, but the detail that's left out is where the power is, and that's all yours. And it's being blocked by a smoke screen. This is exactly what is forbidden for us to find out. We, we're allowed to talk about it and keep it as an idea that we never act on. But the greatest fear of the global rulers, above the level of people that we see, the really demonic ones, who need rescuing more than anybody, in my opinion, um, what they're afraid of and what we need to act on is to make this real and to see what can be actually done with it. So, when you look at an ex- one of the many examples, like Dr. Bingston with the me- trying to cure the mice with cancer. He didn't think, well, it would really be nice if we could cure the mice with cancer, but, you know, in some ideal world we could do that. Um, he worked on changing his own deeply buried mental and emotional thought forms. I won't use the word mantra here. Um, and he got to where he f- could access the feeling of what would it be like, what would I feel like, if the mice were all healed. This was a massive, important experiment that should have been all over the news if we had honest media. But it wasn't, obviously. No one knows about it. Not very many people, anyway. So the thing is, if you want to get to access your own power, which is the way that you can contribute to the future of life, you got to figure out where it's being short-circuited now. Where is it draining off? You know, it's like an electrical circuit. If it's, if it's touching a conductor 
and that's running to ground somewhere, or worse, powering something negative, then you can't get the benefit of the electricity. And it's pretty much exactly the same with our consciousness. So if we're not in the position of creating all these wonderful results, where's the short circuit? And I'm obviously not an authority on any of this stuff at all. I'm, I hesitate sometimes to even talk because I'm a relative beginner in all of it, but I've done enough, so I have to share it with, with you if it's of interest to you. And what I've found is that the short circuit is in the mind patterns, and the mind is two, two elements, thoughts and emotions, and the emotions are where all the power is. And we're supposed to think, Emotions are stupid, and we learn in education that drop your emotions, just obey, think what you're supposed to think, repeat what the authorities say, and go home and go to sleep, and stay asleep all day, too, while you're active, physically. And I'm suggesting, no, you, you've got to become aware, as step one, what's the program that's running your life, and there are many. And what do they feel like once you've identified one or more? Get quiet enough to get into the feeling of it. You don't have to describe it. You just have to really experience it. And if you're honest, most of the ones that most of us are focused on are worry programs or, you know, what if something or criticism programs or how stupid some individual or group is compared to you or, you know, how hopeless everything is. These are mind programs with thoughts, and then the thought has an emotion where the power is. And you're using it now, unconsciously, to manifest appropriate things in your life. This pulls physical situations in. I know this sounds completely ridiculous and impossible to a lot of people, but once you see it happen, we need to let each other know. And not just as a belief. Beliefs are not going to help us in this at all. We have to get to the experience. And so, um, step one, if you want something to work on this week and afterwards, is get quiet. You know, do get in your meditative state, or even if you're walking around or taking a hike or anytime, it, it's okay to do this. Look inside yourself. See what am I feeling? What am I worried about? What am I project? Make believe your feelings could create reality. What kind of reality would I be projecting? Oh, wait a minute. That's the kind of reality I'm experiencing. And we're trained that the reality creates the emotions, but it's the other way around. Just play with it and you'll find out whether it's true. And to get good at that leads to a bunch of other steps. And we need to get better at this really soon. So I'm suggesting starting um, now. And if you veer off, if your attention runs off into the whole worry, you know, repetition type thing, don't condemn yourself for that. That's another sidetrack. Just bring the mind back. Say, mind, I need help with this. Let's do this new fun game of finding out what we're addicted to in terms of emotions and thoughts and make believe those manifested things in the physical world because they do and play the game with the mind that let's think of what would we like to do instead of that imagine we have all this power 
let's start experimenting with it. It gets really interesting, way beyond a discussion. And you want to get to the point where you're getting physical feedback in your own life, and the people that you're relating to every day start changing without you telling them to change. Their behavior gets different. Their character gets different. Situations get different. Once you start seeing even a little bit of that, it gets exciting. So this is not an academic discussion. This is trying to shake us out of our current thought forms, as Dr. Cousins was just saying. And I need to quit because we're over time. But I'm giving you an idea. Your time is not um, worthless. It's, it's just the opposite. It's super valuable. Even if you're stuck all day working on an assembly line job, it doesn't matter for this. While you're putting the pieces together or doing your job, what's going on in the back of your mind? What's your thought pattern? What are you addicted to feeling? You can be do, working on an auto assembly line or whatever and totally change that background repetition and open up things that you don't imagine right now. That's a suggestion. Anyway, stay in touch with us if you can at lostartsradio.com and if you want to get into this with us on a deeper level, you're welcome to join if you want to work within yourself at planetaryhealingclub.com and what that is is a once a week in-person live interactive uh, event. I'm there, Doug is there every week. Right now it's on Saturday nights. It's been that way for a while. This group has been in beta stage since 2018 and now we're ready to take in people from any part of the world and it's, we're talking about exactly what we learn about in that club and it's a supportive atmosphere and its point is to transform your personal life experience and from that the outside world around you it's it's like it's not a dichotomy between either fixing your own life or fixing the world they're integrated they go together what you're contributing to the world on a subtle level that is unseen physically is what you're experiencing inside. So time to get aware of that, and we've been too long trying to be unaware of it because it's uncomfortable. And that's the whole reason people get into drugs and power trips and stupid things, to keep the attention off what's bothering you. With this consciousness quest, you want to run to what's bothering you. Make everything aware in your life, and then transform it. That's what we're what we're after in Planetary Healing Club. So if you have questions about that, use the contact form on lostartsradio.com. We also have ongoing interviews with um, lots of really interesting educational people that widen your awareness of what's going on in the world, what other people are doing that's beneficial. And we're all making our own efforts the best we can. We're actually one family of beings, and it, it goes deeper than that. We're actually one being that's connected all through all of our personalities. And if we realize that, the whole conflict is over. And I'm talking about realizing it on a deep level, not just the thought, not a belief. Talking about experience that takes over for what you're walking around all day with now. So that's our point in Planetary Healing Club. And we've got these other people on weekly shows, and it's all commercial-free available for anybody. The archives are there going back years. 
um, at least on the platforms that don't censor. And if you want to help us survive and stay on the air, you know, without all these commercials, then you can donate to our work and keep us going at lostartsradio.com. Donate button at the top of the page. Uh, that's deeply appreciated. Thank you to everybody that's doing that now. That's why we're still here. And there's a subscribe star link that works just the same too. Either one of those gets funding to keep us going, which we need. And um, what else? Help us spread the links because most people don't know we exist yet. And if you agree with me that this work is critically important, then the best thing you can do to help us is do this in your own life so that you can say, yeah, I did it, and this happened, this is my next step, this practical work that affects everything on the physical level. And I don't know how much time we've got in this chapter of the game, you know, before the global rulers accomplish, make it too hard for us to do anything. So use the time now. Don't wait. Don't undervalue yourself. You're an incredible being. You're not the limitations you think. Come from spirit. That's who you are. So, see what you can do this week. Stay in touch. LostArtsRadio.com And we'll see you next time.